Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 138 of Spinning Thoughts. This is Angelo coming at you, and I want to thank you so much for being up nice and late here for our midnight premiere on Adobe Radio. We do this every single Thursday. These episodes, they then drop on every platform the following Monday. So make sure you subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud, so many other places. We're on Twitter at Spin Thoughts, and our website is thespinningthoughts.com. We have an exciting episode 138 here today. I wanted to do something a little bit different. I've been talking to a lot of people about the different bands we've had on Spinning Thoughts so far in our year and a half, you know, of existence, 138 episodes now. You know, it's been a great ride, and I've talked to a lot of really cool bands, and man, has Spinning Thoughts evolved and grown since the very beginning. I mean, I remember the first, I think, three episodes... We didn't even have a band. We didn't even, we did, that wasn't even, I don't even know if that was the idea at first. You know, it just was really spur of the moment. So what I want to do here in 138 is just kind of reflect a little bit on some of the previous episodes, uh, but not just only reflect, but I want to even play some clips from earlier episodes or maybe even episodes that just really meant something to me. I'm talking like we're going to listen to uh, episode four. We'll kick it off here in a little bit. Uh, we had Jared from a band that is so good, Repeat, Repeat, and this was the first band we ever had on Spinning Thoughts, and so we're going to actually listen to like the intro and uh, the first couple minutes of that interview in that episode because, man, it's been, it's been over a year, you know, a year and a half, and we've grown, we've grown a lot just from even, you know, how many bands we've, you know, number-wise talked to, let alone, you know, the diversity of bands, you know, from from some of the best up and coming bands and uh, to, to the ones that are just killing it, you know, top of the notch. Like, you know, they make me get like stars in my eyes when I talk to them kind of bands. So it's been an, a crazy ride. And then, you know, like I mentioned in the intro, uh, our website, thespinningthoughts.com. I mean, Spinning Thoughts has evolved from, you know, what was originally two dudes, me and uh, when I had a co-host. Uh, to now, you know, 10 other people who around the around the United States, one in Canada, you know, that are writing and going to shows and doing a lot, you know, contributing here for Spinning Thoughts. So it's just like it's really been a cool ride. And I, I am, am so excited to think about what else we're going to accomplish as we continue moving forward. I'm excited. You know, this summer is the final run for Warp Tour. Spinning Thoughts got press for the Pittsburgh date. That is my hometown. So I'm really excited about that. And then Four Chord Music 5 is happening in Pittsburgh August the 26th. Uh, Less Than Jake is headlining. And it's going to be amongst many, many, many other bands. So we're, you know, we've got a lot of really cool things coming up here. And I'm really excited just in general for the music community. So... I thought, why not? Why not reflect a little bit on where Spinning Thoughts was, where we are, where we're going, and just kind of have a little walk down memory lane listening to some older episodes. You may even hear Brandon, my previous co-host, trickle on in a couple of the uh, previous episodes. But there were some cool milestones. Well, you know, I'll tell you about like uh, some memories or some thoughts I have, and then we'll listen And then we'll have a good time. So to kick it off here, uh, episode four featuring Jared from Repeat Repeat. Like I said, this was the very first time we had a band on Spinning Thoughts. Episodes one, two, and three. And you can still go and listen to these, by the way. For what reason, I have no clue. If you just want to, you know, have something to laugh at or or you really want to see some growth, go listen to some early episodes of Spinning Thoughts. You can jam it everywhere, I think. Like, just subscribe to us and you'll get all the new shit and then you can listen to all the old uh, episode four, Jared from Repeat Repeats. Enjoy. It's green, it's blue, it's yellow and it's red. You came along and I'm shaking my head. I can't believe you're true. I can't believe you're true. It's black, it's white, it's purple and it's gray. I'm tongue-tied, don't know what to say. I can't believe you're true. I can't believe you're true. 
Alright everybody, so this is Angelo Gargero with the Spinning Thoughts Podcast. I'm joined here once again with Mr. Brandon Robertson. Brandon, how's it going? Oh, it's always fantastic. Good to see you. Here You're at the looking, Evergreen Studios. Looking really great. So, today in episode 4, we have a very special guest. This is our first time interviewing another member of another band. We're looking to do this more and more as we continue to expand the podcast so we want to welcome a good friend of ours, Jared, from the band Repeat, Repeat. Jared, how's it going, man? Good, good. Hi, everybody. Uh, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thanks for joining. So, Jared, you and the band, you guys are ready to hit off your fall tour. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a doozy. So uh, we are leaving actually right after. Uh, I get off this phone call with you. Awesome. We're driving through the night, and we're yeah, we're starting like right at the top, or at somewhere up at the top, and we're hitting Jersey tomorrow, and uh, working our way down, and, and we come home for about a week. We play some Halloween shows here and there, and then we head back out the beginning of November uh, for another week, uh, and we end up back home sometime middle of November. But uh, yeah, we're just hitting some new markets and some. Um, familiar markets and uh yeah it's 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 good you know this is our second full year of kind of really grinding the gears and uh getting out there and playing shows and stuff and um we're really excited to see more familiar faces and some cities that we've not hit before so it should be really fun absolutely man so to, to kind of start it off before we dive into your tour and some other news that's coming up um Brandon and I had the pleasure of playing with Repeat Repeat with our band, The Even Three, back in April. I think it was, what, April the 19th? I believe it was the 19th, yeah. 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 At Club Cafe as well. Right. Repeat Repeat's going to be in Pittsburgh this Thursday, the 20th, playing at at Club Cafe again down in Southside, um, which is where we had the pleasure. Yeah, it was a blast. So, Jared, this was your back in April – when you played with us back at uh, Club Cafe, that was the first time you guys hit up Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, it was our very first time, and um, it was kind of just, uh, I think we were coming from, where were we coming from? Chicago. The night before. Yeah, we were coming from Chicago, and we were heading to New York. And I remember our booking agent, I was like, I got you something in Pittsburgh, because we played Philly a couple times, and yeah. it was okay, but we were like looking to branch out and play some other places, and we had heard Pittsburgh had a pretty cool scene. And so, um, yeah, so we were like, okay, Pittsburgh, cool. But, I mean, we had no idea, like, what people were like there. You know, when you're hitting a new market, um, you never know, like, if it's going to be really cool. There's certainly been, like, cities I thought would be awesome that turned out to be not awesome. And then cities that I wasn't sure would be awesome that turned out really cool. And I think Pittsburgh were kind of just, like, I had no, like, expectations at all. But um, I think it just, like, totally worked in my favor because it was just a fucking can i say curse words on this you, you can say whatever sure you fucking want, can <laughs> so that was episode four four featuring jared from repeat repeat i love there at the end uh jared asks if he he says fuck and then he says can can i say curse words and uh, uh you know of course we said you sure fucking can so uh from the very beginning if anything We've been consistent that swearing is encouraged on spinning thoughts. And whether you know it or not, I mean, that is a question that gets asked uh, from the bands very often is, is can we swear on air? Yes, you can. Uh, With me, at least, it's spinning thoughts. You certainly can. So I've even started to just uh, proactively tell bands as they're coming on, like, yo, feel free to get dirty when you talk. So, uh, episode four featuring Jared from Repeat Repeat, the very first band we ever had on Spinning Thoughts. You heard, uh, we had a co host. Uh, it was like episodes like one through like 30 or 40 or something like that, maybe 20s. I don't know. Uh, my, my co host Brandon was with us, and it's been me and you and the bands ever since. Uh, it was really cool to talk to Jared. And that band, Repeat, Repeat, you got to check them out. They, they're they always hustling. They're always grinding. And uh, I'm a big fan. So as we're walking down memory lane here, uh, you know, I got to give some credit. I've mentioned this 
uh, a few times in different episodes, but a lot of credit um, goes for Spinning Thoughts to to really what inspired Spinning Thoughts, I guess you could say, to like even just start. Like when when I you know when we started uh, episode even just one, two, three, and then but especially when the bands started to get uh, added into our our approach. What really inspired us to stop, start Spinning Thoughts was this music festival that's held in Pittsburgh every single year. Uh, the fifth annual Four Chord Music Festival has been announced for August the 26th. And so every year, this amazing music festival is put on a DIY effort from uh, Rishi Ball of Four Chord uh, Music and, of course, the amazing uh, Pop Punkers. Eternal Boys, so you gotta check them out. Uh, Rishi's been a big inspiration for me in the Pittsburgh music scene. I've I've played in bands that have played with uh, his bands or bands uh, that he put a, a show together on, and then just the, everything that goes on in these four chord music festivals. It's just so impressive. They're large with some really incredible bands, ones that you love, some that you know you may have never heard of that you will absolutely love afterwards. So we've had Rishi. On the show, I think it was, I think it's been twice. Uh, he was episode five. So, I mean, we were still just trying to get shit together. And then more recently, I guess you could say, for episode 92. And, you you know, in those episodes, I always credit that, you know, a lot of the reason why Spinning Thoughts even started originally was I was jealous. I was jealous of all the awesome bands and, you know, being able to be part of this four chord music festival. And me as a, musician and an artist as well it's great to go and watch it from the crowd but you know you get you just miss that adrenaline so spinning thoughts was my way in and so every year we do try to interview every single band that is playing on four chords so we're going to be having some announcements coming up here uh to talk about the bands and the entire amazing events on august the 26th uh, for Four Chord Music Festival 5. For now, let's reminisce by listening to a clip of episode 92 featuring Rishi Ball. Dude, there's like two things in this world that whenever I look at them or see them, I I am in awe of. The first is a fucking airplane. I don't know how that happens. Um, and <laughs> Dude, I'm the same way. The, the second way. is what you're, honest to God, what you're doing with Four Chord it's really incredible. I actually, you kind of answered the question before I could ask it, but I wanted to let you know that I've talked to a few bands already on Four Chord. I'm going to try to get as many as possible. And there's, cool. a, there's a theme question that they always ask me. And oh, they, yeah? they want to know, like, how the hell you pull this shit off. <laughs> and, and, and you kind of answered it. I'm guessing you say a lot of it's by accident. You know, like the starting line just kind of, you put the feelers out there. It may not have happened at first, and a month later, right. boom. Yeah, I mean, I mean, again, I think I think a lot of the local bands and the smaller regional bands will probably ask that question. I think that um, you know, when you look at a band like the Starting Line or State Champs, they're doing festivals like Riot Fest that are that are that are omnipotent compared to the four chord. You know, I mean, so I, I whenever people ask me, like you know, and I I get it, it's it's very hard. Don't get me wrong, and I do everything. I don't have any help other than. Uh, my girlfriend helps a lot with with some stuff, and then my you know Max, my best friend, helps a lot with legal. But dude, I can't even imagine what Riot Fest has to go through with with permits for the city, yeah. noise ordinances, like you know, I mean, it goes on. I mean, contracts for some of these bands, Angela, are like forty pages long. I mean, I, I mean, they're they're no. just uh, you know, it, and I think a big you know, thinking back, a big challenge is that logistical side. Like, like some people don't. Most people, ninety percent of the public, can we can't read this contract and understand the, the terminology. <laughs> I bet, I bet. You know, so it's it's a, it's a big challenge. But I mean, I appreciate those bands asking that question. Yeah, dude, no doubt. It, it's like it's almost like a mythical thing. I, you have to understand. Like we're seeing all these bands come together, and like again, like you mentioned, like the local bands, especially too. Like in our in our hometown, like. We're seeing right. something really special happen here, man. I think we're all very impressed and, and grateful uh, for you. And I'm glad to help. Absolutely, man. Again, it's something to look forward to. Um, two more things I want to talk to you about real quick here as we're winding sure. down, Rishi. Um, so I talked to you is like honestly the second band interview I've ever done uh, for Spinning Thoughts a year ago. 
Um, uh-huh. And um, here I am now. But how, about, how about we applaud the growth that you've had in oh, here? Jeez. Oh, stop it! Um, That's I, I've been I've been just I've been utterly impressed. I think me and even all all your old friends with Chris and Dan and dude, whoever, yeah. pop, you know sports podcasts too. I think we're all just like, man, this guy's a grinder, you know? Oh man, it's uh, I I I see why you put the phone away whenever people say nice things to you. <laughs> um, I'll have to implement well, that. Um, well, thank you very much. No, it's it's been great, and I'm so glad to have you on again. It just feels like a full circle for me. So that was episode 92 featuring good friend Rishi Ball from Eternal Boy, Four Chord Music, and of course the DIY genius behind Four Chord Music Festival 5. It's going to be August the 26th, and listen to, I'm going to just give you as many bands as I can, uh, Headliners, Less Than Jake, Bayside, Anti-Flag. There's still two other uh, headliners, it looks like, that have yet to be announced. I did see Rishi at a show in Pittsburgh uh, just the other day. I tried to get him to tell me what those, uh, you know, who the two bands were. He would not. <laughs> so, uh, other bands on the bill. Eternal Boy, Patent Pending, Forever Came Calling, Like Pacific, Light Years, Keep Flying, Harbor, Lookout Loretta, Lotus Kid, Worst Kept Secret, Good Friends of the Show, My Kind of Fire, The Great Heights Band, Atlantic Wasteland, Kill the Clock, Riviera, Bloom. So uh, this is going to be awesome. Spinning thoughts. We will be there. And like we have done every year since the beginning of Spinning Thoughts, I think for Four Chord 3, we covered as many bands as we could for that. We got, I think, basically every band for last year, Four Chord 4. We're going to try to talk to everybody here again. Uh, And what's interesting, so look, Less Than Jake, Bayside, Anti-Flag, all three headliners we've talked to here on Spinning Thoughts. We're actually going to hear in a moment. We're going to listen to a clip from my episode with Less Than Jake. Chris from Less Than Jake. I'll explain to you why that that episode has a, a certain memory, a certain spot uh, in my memory bank, I guess you could say. Not a great one. And it, it will, we'll talk about that. But before we get there, uh, keeping on the topic of Rishi and covering four chord music festivals uh last year i got the opportunity to talk to one of the headlining bands uh, the headlining band really uh the starting line i got to talk to kenny and i've just been a huge huge fan of kenny and the starting line since i was just really young it was the the starting line is one of my top five favorite bands of all time and i'm also just like a very very big like vinyl head like old 60s 70s rock and i throw the starting line up in with like seriously my top five favorite bands of all time. So I got to talk to Kenny uh, as we were covering all of the bands playing Four Chord Music Festival for last year. So we're going to listen to a clip here of me talking to a dude. Honestly, Kenny, how fucking cool is this dude? He's in a band called Vacationer, by the way. And their brand new album, Mindset, is due to drop on June the 22nd. I'm really, really excited for this one. I'm a big fan of Kenny from the starting line. But I'm also just a big fan of Kenny, the artist. We have premiere episodes every single Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes drop the following Monday on every single platform. We've been looking back on the episodes we've experienced together here at Spinning Thoughts. And uh, right before the break, I mentioned uh, we're going to dive into uh, a conversation I had with Kenny from the starting line. Uh, Just uh, an artist that has inspired me. quite a lot since a young age so everybody uh here's kenny from the starting line all right so the big news here is that the starting line will be headlining four chord music festival four at extasin nightclub in pittsburgh pennsylvania on september the 10th i mean this is um the starting line on this bill there's great bands but this is just i mean that's what people wanted so um I mean, why did why did the band decide to do this? Like you said, like it's got to be special. Why is this special to you? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, well, for I mean, it's uh, our first opportunity to to headline a festival. You know, like I know that it's a it's a modest sized one, but I mean, that's pretty cool for us. You know, to be playing something titled Four Chord Fest uh, and ask us to headline. You know, uh, and it's in our home state, so it's something that's. Um, not too taxing on our, you know, like, uh, on us logistically and, and physically and all that. So, uh, it's kind of a no brainer. Like, and you know, I hate, I hate to say that money is a thing too, but like, 
when someone offers us like a certain amount of money, I, I'm not even trying to say this as like a, you know, um, whatever, you know, like in, in a greed, you know, or, or like even, you know, capitalist kind of way, but like, if someone is offering you so like uh, X amount of dollars to play music, like um, for me, it's, it's like you, you, if it's something that's not like uh, in any way questionable, to, right. like your belief, like you should be doing that. Like this is, if you told your 15 year old self that you would be like, be able to pay your bills by paying a sh playing a show like with your friends then it, it should pretty much be a no-brainer and that's how we try to treat things like this yeah no doubt and uh, actually i talked to rishi ball from four chord uh two hours ago so i talked to him first we're talking to you now we're going to be piling all these episodes together and launching them it's gonna be great but uh he was actually talking about you know how stoked he was that the starting line was on the bill and he's in a band too, eternal boy right so he gets what you're saying like and, and i think that that's why these kind of bands are on this lineup because he understands that uh both sides of it from the business from being in a band what has to happen on both sides to make it work so i respect it i think it's awesome um, yeah very cool my heart goes out to him as a, as a, a <laughs> festival promoter too because i realize that that's no small task and you know like uh i'm coming at at this show like from a place of gratitude because that, that's uh it's big time dude no doubt no doubt rishi's a good dude um now i know that you won't be able to tell me much but um for those who are listening uh give us some some idea of what they might be able to expect from the starting line set at four court on september 10th yeah uh for definitely songs that have four chords or or more <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm but digging yeah, it probably an average of four chords per song like if you, if you are doing a tally then i hope know, somebody we... pays attention now and actually does tally yeah i think that that's how we got to you know they weren't even familiar with starting line before that but that somehow they got you know a song came on and they just started counting chords and they're like yeah these guys are perfect yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but i mean you know we're gonna we're gonna uh we play the ones that that people want to hear. I think. I mean, like at least the ones that we want to hear. Yeah. Like we have our sort of like hard line of songs that that make the cut now and don't make the cut. So if you're well versed enough in our in our career and our live shows, then you kind of know what's coming at you. So that was episode 96 featuring Kenny from the Starting Line. Again, uh, Kenny and that band have really been inspirational to me to get into music uh, in every capacity that I really have ever been in and talking to him on spinning thoughts really was so, so cool. One of my favorite moments uh, of doing this. So I uh, hope you enjoyed that awesome episode. Now uh, we're just to continue with this theme and we're going to have a, a many episodes dedicated to four chord music festival uh, as the summer progresses towards the August 26th date. Uh, but one of the headliners again for four chord five, in addition uh to Bayside and Anti-Flag, it is uh, Less Than Jake, and Less Than Jake is another one of those bands that, like, I mean, they just really impacted me at a young age, I mean, that mixture of punk and ska, and just those, I mean, those horns were just like, they were blazing, I love Less Than Jake, early on, early on in Spinning Thoughts, uh, for episode 27, we had the opportunity to talk to Chris Demakes from Less Than Jake, and I, I got to tell everybody, uh, this was just one of the. I was. I may have been more nervous for that episode than any I've ever done, and I just. I mean, I know why, but I don't know why. I mean, I get that it. Everyone's just a human, and I try not to let what they're. You know what they're skilled at. Uh, create an inability for me to speak to them. But for some reason, uh, at the young uh, stages of Spinning Thoughts, episode 27, over 100 episodes ago, I just wasn't prepared, I don't think. So uh, episode 27, I, I put down in Spinning Thoughts history as the worst episode uh, that I've ever done. And unfortunately, it's just with a band that I love so, so much. So the reason why I bring this up is... Uh, now, Jay, over at Metal Thoughts, if you visit our website, thespinningthoughts.com, uh, Jay does all the Metal Thoughts stuff, and he's got a lot in the pipeline. 
so you'll want to check it out. We just dropped his advanced review on Dead Girls Academy, uh, their album available June 5th via Victory. It's called Alchemy. So, uh, Jay, you know, the, the other day, whenever the uh, the, the, the lineup for four chord music festival five was announced. And we all saw that it was less than Jake. Jay knows that every four chord, you know, since spinning thoughts started, I interview every band that's on the festival. So Jay, you know, he presented it to me as like, you know, my, uh, my chance, uh, to talk to, to less than Jake to Chris or the whole band or, you know, however many, uh, it's, it's my chance to do right since episode 27, uh, I put down as one of the worst that I've ever been involved with. So who knows? Let's keep our eyes and ears open because that will be a very, uh, interesting episode to talk to Chris, uh, and less than Jake again and, and get my redemption from such a poor performance on my part, uh, during episode 27. And if you want to listen to that debacle, I, you know, it wasn't as big of a train wreck, I think, as I'm like explaining it to be. But I have high standards, and I am somewhat of a perfectionist. And this one just goes down as just the worst episode, in my opinion. If you want to jam it, and you want to see if I, you know, really did as bad as I am portraying right now, I would encourage you to do so. You can jam it anywhere. Subscribe for free. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Check it out on our website, thespinningthoughts.com. And it's episode 27. You can't miss it. Uh, but if you do miss it, uh, you're going to be just fine because I'm thinking I'm going to get an opportunity to talk to Chris again here in the coming weeks. Uh, as we're talking still about episodes from uh, the past of Spinning Thoughts and what they mean to me and how they've helped us helped us grow and uh, evolve here. One of my favorites that happened early on, episode 45, was with... Uh, a guy named Ryan from Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year is a band that I listened to for quite some time. Uh, they've got that like smooth, sweet, uh, airy, uh, poppy kind of feel. And you know, I just always related to the music. And Ryan uh, is just like the core, the staple of Rookie of the Year. Uh, when I was, uh, you know, in my younger musician days, I guess you could say, whenever I was playing in uh, some bands uh, at a younger uh, life. <laughs> I I got to play with Rookie of the Year uh, at a very awesome venue. I think it was called Club Zoo in Pittsburgh. It's now Extaza. And it, that was just such an amazing event. I think Mest was the like true headliner. And then it was Rookie of the Year and then my, my old band. Uh, so that was really a good time. And then we got to have Ryan on the show. So as I was getting ready, you know, after that whole Krista Makes Less Than Jake episode 27, um, fiasco whenever I get another uh, dude from a band who I look up to and, and just really am excited to talk to I, I decided I was going to gain control and and hold it all together so episode 45 with Ryan from Rookie of the Year is a really fun conversation so down to earth funny as hell and dude this guy grinds like he grinds Rookie of the Year is doing a bunch of stuff they got they just got signed they're working on a new album I really can't wait to see what else is happening. They were a band that, you know, kind of you know, not fell off, but, you know, they just weren't like is uh, in the lights as maybe somebody like me would want them to be. But you know, they they did uh, their their biggest album, you know, really to date is The Good Night Moon. If you haven't listened to that album, then you probably haven't listened to Rookie of the Year. It's from 2006. And it's just every track. There's uh, 12 of them on there are phenomenal uh, I think we're going to see a lot more coming from Rookie of the Year this year here in 2018. And so jamming them for episode 45, talking to Ryan, it was a really great experience. Now, I want to talk about something else. Uh, this one was uh, pretty, uh, in hindsight, uh, looking back on it, uh, this just showed how naive I was at starting a podcast and doing interviews. And, you know, I... I so I'm referencing episode 22. It was with Matt from Death Havana. I love that band. And so, you know, we're 21 episodes in. We're getting ready to book Death Havana. And I'm thinking, this is going to be awesome. I love this band. You know, we're getting a lot of great bands. And then it dawned on me that, oh, my fucking God. I've never had to interview a band from outside of the United States. So episode 22 marked uh, the first band that we had on the show. Uh, that was international, like even, you know, 
I'm talking up to this point, no Canada, nothing. So I was really excited, you know, and then uh, as I'm working with uh, the promoter or the press publicist person to get Matt on and we're, you know, I think that because they're over in the UK, so they're like six hours ahead of me. So I, I had to do this interview at like noon. And if you know me, I, I like to tape late later, I guess. Uh, I like to drink, you know, uh, have a, a little a little nice smooth whiskey maybe uh, as I'm heading on uh, to record just to give me that smooth vocals that you all love. So I, <laughs> with with Matt from Def Havana, I had to like talk at like noon. So that was like really strange just to do something so early. But then I forgot, like, when you call international, like, that's like a fucking, that's hard. You know, if you don't call international very often, those are different looking numbers. Okay, so I had to figure out how to dial the numbers properly. We, we got it to go. You know, we were in good shape. Uh, Matt and I had a great conversation. We were talking about some uh, new music that was coming from the band. Uh, and it wasn't until about a couple weeks later that I think I made a very, very big mistake. Uh, at that stage of uh, spinning thoughts, you know, I was uh, my my system was rigged through my phone, through my cell phone. Uh, now, uh, you know, I have great recording equipment back then too, and so I would just hook up everything to my phone and dial out and have the recorded uh, conversation. Yeah, I didn't realize that it was going to cost me like fucking 50 some dollars to call international and talk to Matt from Def Havana. So, you know, 50 bucks in the hole. I found this out three weeks later when I looked on my phone bill. I was like, who the fuck did I talk to from the UK for 40 minutes and get charged 50 bucks for? It was worth every single penny. We have premiere episodes every single Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. They then become available everywhere the following Monday as we move along here in this reflective episode 138. We're going to jump into a conversation I had early on, episode 22 featuring Matt from Def Havana. This was the very first international call we've had with Spinning Thoughts and as I told you before the break it cost me uh, a lot of money (laughs) that I didn't realize it was going to until after the fact it was worth it so everybody this is Matt from Def Havana Def Havana you guys have been around actually for quite some time I believe 2005 is kind of when I was seeing the beginning of the band so it's been over a decade which is fantastic Um, yeah man so yeah. what about for you, though? You you joined the band a little bit later in the timeline. Bring me up to speed and our listeners on when you joined the band and, and things like that. Yeah, man. So, like, um, well, you're right. The band started with my, my brother, James, our front man. And they started it back in about 2005 when they were at high school. And so, you know, whatever happened. And then they, around 2010, they wrote a record that was too expansive for four people to play. Yeah. And so because I was free, they invited me in to play live with them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, so um, you just had nothing else when, to do but to jam in the band. Well, no, man. I was, I was, I was 18 and yeah. uh, didn't have any plans after I finished college. And so but did you have any plans like, of being in a band? Yeah, man. I'd, I'd always tried, but it wasn't as a – hadn't got as successful. And then I got the chance to just do this. And I was like – so what year was it, it that you that you officially were like you were saying touring with the band and kind of filling in on some of the um, musical endeavors that couldn't be played without you? Yeah, man, that would have been twenty twelve was when I first started. Cool, yeah. cool. And then I got, pr- and then uh, it was in the during the writing process and recording process of Old Souls, our last record. I I was quite heavily involved, and so I got formally invited to join the band. Um, in 2013 yeah and so since then it's just been yeah all good awesome well congrats on uh you know the full invite into the band i think you guys rock i've been listening (laughs) to you for a little while uh so what's it like to be in a band with your brother i have a younger brother and we've played in bands in the past so i know a little bit from my end but from your end what's it like yeah um no it's it's, honestly it's great i mean i know some people who have a bit of trouble with it but um, (laughs) i'll be honest James is he's my best mate and yeah. he always has been and like we grew up playing music together and so it just it's just easy it's just natural we think exactly the same way when it comes to when it comes to music and we just just get on I mean we'll have the odds not not fight but dig at each <laughs> other but that's healthy uh, yeah and every brother like does that brother, surely yeah and 
and even if you're not blood related, a, a band is a group of brothers anyway. So you just have a little bit of a oh, stronger sure, bond man. because of it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's crazy. So you go through a lot. Yeah, I bet, man. I bet. So if you weren't jamming in Def Havana, what would you be? What could you see yourself doing if you weren't? you know, touring and writing and, and you guys have a big 2017 coming up. And we'll talk about that in a moment, but what else could you see yourself yeah, doing? Oh man, I'd, I'd probably be trying to do something musical one way or another. Yeah. So, but trying would probably be the opposite. <laughs> word. Um, <laughs> and uh, probably getting quite drunk. If I'm honest. Yeah. yeah. Well, Hey, you know what? Those are two things that I enjoy as well. So I'm glad to see that you're living well, out the yeah, dream. Man. Yeah. So as we kind of reference a little bit, 2017 should be a pretty big year for the band. One of the big milestones yeah. that's coming right down the pipeline here in, in just, uh, what, 20 days, I guess. Um, we're right around there. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. All These Countless Nights is the new full-length album uh, that the band's releasing, right? Yeah, man. Congratulations. You excited for it? Thank you very much. I can't wait. I'm yeah. so excited for it. Um, for so many reasons. We've been... It's been so long since we last released the record. Right. It feels like, I mean, what? It's nearly four years ago now. It's like wow. four and a half years, which is crazy. Yeah. But um, and um, but we're just so excited to get it. This is the most natural. This is the most naturally sounding and the most us. Yeah. I think a record has sounded, and so we we just can't wait to get it out there and have people listen to it and hopefully love it as much as we do because I don't know, man. It's just we poured our heart and soul into it and. I just want people to hear it now. You can get that already from some of the singles that have been released from the album, Trigger, yeah. uh, Sing, things like that. So hopefully those are great precursors uh, in, that will encapsulate the rest of the album. What yeah. does the band hope to accomplish with this new album? Which, more than anything else, we just want to get back on the horse of being a proper touring band. And like really do it properly because before we've done it sporadically where we'll have a tour here and a tour there but that's it whereas we what we want is to have a record that we can showcase to the world and take take everywhere like come to the US do Europe properly go to Australia not just concentrate on the UK like I know so many bands from here do so that was episode 22 featuring Matt from Def Havana, the most expensive interview I've had to do to date. 50-some dollars in international calling charges to the UK. But like I said, it was worth it. And I've learned my lesson. Uh, we've, we've enhanced our recording and calling capabilities, and we now have reach... Uh, around the world without these kinds of concerns. Uh, we, I love talking to artists and bands from uh, the UK and internationally. It's just so amazing to get their perspectives on the music community that they're in, that they're involved with, that they see from the United States. It's just, it's really interesting. And fuck, I know you know it. I'm going to say it that, I mean, you got to love the accent, right? It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt to listen to that. So, uh, the 50-some-dollar charge was absolutely well worth it. So we've spent a lot of time reflecting on a lot of really awesome episodes that have landed uh, some great feels and memories for me, and hopefully you as well. Uh, you know, we did slightly talk about one episode in particular that I thought could have went a little bit better, uh, but I'm just so grateful for the opportunity to be talking uh, to you and to these bands and musicians and artists uh, on a weekly, daily basis. It's, you know, we're all music lovers and fans here, and that's what it's all about is building this community where we can just get geeky and passionate about the things that make us smile and feel good. You know, there's so much shit going on uh, in the world, and I know that that's like kind of like a cliche thing to say, but it's true, and, and music is a great escape. Uh, it's a great release. It's a great way to meet new people, diversify your world. I'm just honored to, to sit here and have all these opportunities. Uh, there's two more. Two more episodes that I really want to look at and reflect on and share with you. One of them is episode 79 where I had Frank Zumo, the drummer of Sum 41, man, on the show. And now, you know, he's he's the newest member of Sum 41, but this motherfucker, this motherfucker can drum so, so insanely well. Uh, we talked to Frank Zumo before he had an epic, epic uh, performance at the Alternative Press Magazine um, 
music awards or the APMAs, the Alt Press Music Awards. And uh, he had this like drum off with Josh Dunn of 21 Pilots and Adrian Young. Uh, I mean, oh my God, like that was just one of the coolest moments. And it was like I was watching him on stage going nuts and living, you know, his best life. And I was like, yeah, I just, you know. Uh, I just talked to him about this. Like we talked uh, a few weeks before he went and did all that. Of course, nobody knew that that drum off was going to happen, but it was just a great, uh, great experience to talk to Frank from some 41. I mean, come on, those guys, uh, some OGs, they put out some amazing, amazing records and uh, just another band that's inspired me. It's this has all been about uh, the bands that have moved me and I'm sure of uh you know, probably really meant a lot to many of you listening as well. So as we are winding down here for episode 138 of Spinning Thoughts, there's one final episode, one that has been very recent. It was episode 131. It was with Tim from Under Oath that I want to look back on. So Under Oath, uh, their album, They're Only Chasing Safety from 2004. It was an album that hit me out of nowhere and drew me into uh, music that I wasn't listening to at that time. And not only just the kind of music that Under Oath was putting on, but just in general, it opened up my mind to different music, different people, uh, you know, in my school. I don't know. It's Under Oath opened my eyes to a lot of different things. And I got the chance to talk to Tim for episode 131. And before I talked to him, the band had just released the very highly anticipated uh, full length Erase Me. And, you know, the socials, the people on social media uh, were just going crazy over this album because Under Oath was swearing in it and they no longer considered themselves. Uh, a Christian band, and there was um, a different kind of cohesion, I guess you could say, on this album um, that didn't exist in others, or maybe a lack of cohesion on this one that did exist on others, but not in a bad way. Anyways, Under Oath was getting a lot of, like, a lot of shit from people who claimed to be fans, people who claimed to not be fans even, Uh, That were just hating on Erase Me. But I don't know. I mean, I think this album is just super spectacular. For real. And it it will be in my top 10, I'm sure, albums of 2018. So it was interesting to get to talk to Tim. uh, Because, you know, I didn't want to actually spend a lot of time talking about all these rumors. Or just, not rumors, but just like how everyone was like... There was a divisive line between fans of Under Oath on the album Erase Me. And, you know, I'm sure that bands get sick and tired of talking about the same things over and over again. So I try to, on Spinning Thoughts, uh, talk about things that don't get brought up very often. So I wasn't going to go there. But Tim did. <laughs> and he went there often. And and I think Tim wanted to just prove a point that this album uh, had everyone in the band involved and that, you know, they they talked shit out if there were disagreements, they figured it out, and that they're very proud of this album, that it, this growth and development that they're showing is impressive. And to deny them uh, that you know, accolade, I think, is, is a disservice. So uh, as we wind down episode 138, uh, let's look back on a great, great conversation I had with Tim from Under Oath. Dude, I feel I mean, hey, seriously, I will speak for myself, obviously, and for, you know, the friends that I have and the just the general music community, since I am uh, involved in it to an extent, we we missed you, dude. We missed you in Under Oath. It's so goddamn good to have you back. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, a large part of each and every one of us in different ways missed you guys, too. I mean, we missed, like, this idea of, like, we're we're a band and we play and we write records and we talk to people about it and we're excited to play in front of people. We're excited to like, you know, push an album and see what happens. And if it doesn't do well, that's fine. And if it does, that that'd be amazing. Yeah. And like all the the shit in between. Right. So it's like, we're, we're very much open-handed with how we view our band now. And I think that's really, really interesting. Because now we feel a little bit of freedom to like write the records we want to write, 
tour the way we want to tour, say no to the things we want to say no to, where before it was just grind, 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 tour, 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 right, 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 right. And now if it doesn't feel good, we just don't do it. Yeah. Yeah, and you've uh, you've earned that uh, flexibility. You know, you've, you've been grinding for a very, very long time, and after a very long wait, uh, some insanely incredible music is here in 2018 with Erase Me. Now, Tim, I, I just gotta wonder, okay? Uh, and I know you've been in under oath since essentially the very, very beginning. It was like 2001, I want to say. Uh, yep. So, getting back together and starting to write for Erase Me. Does that feel nervous at all? I, I know you've been with the dude for most of these dudes for a very long time, but any of those feelings exist or what did it feel like? Oh man. Yeah. I mean, not nervous more because we were all sharing demos, right? So I knew what I was getting into. And I, I think we all respective of like who does what and how people think there's, you know, there's always naturally in human and psychology, like, human nature and you know psychological tendencies you always pick a side right so there were sides going in yeah and everyone knew what side everyone was on and everyone knew what songs everyone was bringing so it wasn't really a blind side for anyone it was more like we know what we're doing we know what we're getting into and how the hell are we going to make this work <laughs> and i think you know nervousness for me wasn't i wonder what spencer's gonna say or i wonder what aaron's gonna play or you know i wonder what tim and him being an idiot is gonna like play a guitar <laughs> or, like try to like i wonder if he's gonna fuck up a song i think everyone knew like i'm for sure gonna fuck up a song and like certain dudes are gonna definitely sing or play stuff that doesn't work as well as like we had a lot of really good material it was more just how do we navigate those positions democratically and productively and i think that was like the biggest fear for all of us you know and within a week of being in the studio all of those fears were gone you know with matt squire and eric yeah taft like we went in and it was just a very clear-cut picture it's like dogs no one here is the favorite no one here is better than anyone we're writing songs and the best songs win. And I don't care if one person here has zero songs on an album. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's all about the album. And that really put us at ease. Cause I think in, in the past, like with all of our production relationships, I think certain dudes felt like other dudes had more of a foothold in decision-making than other people. And so when we went to make this record, we really wanted to make a more neutral record with someone who could see everyone for who they are and figure out a way to like really make all of that work, you know? I I just can't imagine, you know, there there's six of you. So you and that that's just in the core of the band. Then you got you know, the outside influencers, you know, like uh, people in the studio and whatnot. I mean, you got a lot of ideas flowing around. I don't know how you manage it. That, I mean, would you say that was the most challenging part to this process was just managing all the there had to be a shit ton of ideas after all this time? Yeah, there were. I mean, we had 25, 30 demos, um, which we've never gone in the studio with more than nine. Oh, wow. And we've ne we've actually never gone in the studio with a demo. To be fair, we've always gone on, gone in the studio with. We wrote this. We're going to record these eight songs, and then we have to figure out how to write the other two to make it a full length. <laughs> um, so we went in with twenty five, thirty ideas. Wow! And that was a new thing, right? So we had this new opportunity. And we were building new things and we just said, you know what? Like nobody's songs, the right song until it's the right song. So let's just pay attention to the songs and figure out what works. So we started building, we started building, we started deconstructing, we started reconstructing and, you know, we show up with 25 demos and then in reality, like three of the songs in the album were written in the studio. 
So out of everything we showed up with, like only seven projects that we had been slaving over made the record, right? Right, right? So it's like, so it's a really interesting dynamic. It's a really interesting dynamic to be in a spot where, you know, you're stuck with all of these ideas and out of 23, 24, 27, I don't remember what it was, like six or seven of them made it to the light of day. Yeah. And and then it was up to us again to write stuff in the studio. So yeah, I mean, I think the process was very, very different. It was very unique. Um, but it was also very familiar in the sense of like, oh, we still have work to do. Let's be the creative people we are in the moment, which is what we're really good at. And make some, something happen out of nothing. And so that's what he did for a lot of this stuff. There you have it. Episode 131 with Tim from Under Oath. It was an amazing conversation. He was so open and honest about everything going on with the band, with the album, with his feelings towards uh, some of the negativity coming his way and towards Under Oath. Uh, So I will always remember uh, this conversation and I look forward to many more conversations here through Spinning Thoughts. We're 138 episodes in. Uh, We've got press for the July 16th dates for the final full country run of Warp Tour. We have the Four Chord Music Festival 5 coming up in August that we're going to be at. We're going to be covering. We're going to be talking hopefully to every single band. Maybe I get my redemption with Chris from less than Jake. Uh, It's going to be an amazing summer and I can't wait to experience it with all of you. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Spin Thoughts, Facebook, SoundCloud, Instagram, Snapchat. You know where to find us. We'll follow you back. We have a website. That website is thespinningthoughts.com. We've got great stuff going on over there. Reviews of albums, of shows, artist spotlights. You can get all the old episodes up to the current ones. Uh, Check it out, thespinningthoughts.com. And of course, every single Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio, we premiere episodes. They then drop the following Monday uh, for free on all those places I told you about. Subscribe, share with a friend who loves music. I can't wait to talk to you next week, everybody. Enjoy it until then, and make sure you... Share music and spread love.